All right, Ulysses, we got a lot of comments and reaction from listeners and Rays fans out there, and we're going to touch on most of them that uh, we heard from on social media regarding the Rays' disappointing exit from the playoffs and uh, a earlier-than-expected ending to their 2022 season. This is a venting pod. It's actually venting week, so come and join us, and uh, let's get started. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sobrano. And we are the hosts of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can email us anytime. We do have a mailbag episode coming up this week, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. So while we have a lot of uh, social media reaction here on this episode, that does not discount people from getting in their uh, more philosophical or more in-depth comments and questions. So we will answer that uh, or answer those on a mailbag episode. Uh, but uh, like you said, Ulysses, this is a, a venting pod on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's venting week, people. It's venting week. So everything that you've got for us, please email us or, or DM us and, and and we'll make sure to get those on the show. And, you know, we always appreciate those uh, voice memos. So if yes. you really want to actually vent it out, keep it under 60 seconds, please bleep yourself by saying bleep and then yeah. we should be good um, those um those take a priority again so if you send us a voice memo i mean if you make it 61 seconds we won't knock you for it but yes try to keep it a minute uh, a minute or shorter and those will take priority so if you really feel like getting your voice heard and expressed that is the place to do it uh locked on raise at gmail.com uh don't be shy about sending us your voice memos. And hey, if you're you know, so riled up and so frustrated and so emotionally distraught uh, and you can't bleep yourself out, I'll do a little editing on the back end and, uh, and bleep it out um, to, to save you, you that trouble. But um, you know what? And, and if you don't bleep yourself out, which we would rather, but if you don't, then we also get a kick out of, uh, uh, out of hearing that. So thank you for that. Um, yes. Kevin, I forgot to tell you yesterday's on yesterday's episode that I went to the watch party on ah. uh, in, at the St. Pete uh, Pier, and it was it was super fun. the mm-hmm. The Rays team was there, and I got myself a sunburn. So if you can watch us on YouTube, you that's that's why I'm I'm all I'm I'm, I'm all red like a tomato. But no sunscreen. No, no dude, sunscreen. I, I, Honestly, like there were like a few um, big umbrellas, but like they were already taken. So I was like, all right, I'll just uh, say it. But it was 15 innings. It was like five hours by like three hours and a half. I'm like, hmm, this was dumb. And by hour five, I'm like, oh, people are staring at me because I yeah. I, I look like the red from, from you know, the flag. Anyway, what, had what's a great so time. funny before we go on, what's so funny about the 15 inning game is the fact that Klosky in ourselves discuss that of, Oh, what's the need for having Corey Kluber? What's the need for having that extra starter? 
that's why you do it because you never know yeah. when a game can go 12, 13, 14, 15 innings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, so anyway, had a great time. Uh, a listener of the show, Jack, made himself uh, known. He's like, hey, are you Ulysses from Locked On Race? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you watch this on YouTube? He's like, no, no, I just recognized your voice. So I was like, oh, all right. So we watched the, 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 uh, the game. So Jack, here's your shout out. I promised it. I hope you're listening to this one. Um, I want to go back to something that I mentioned pretty harshly on yesterday's episode with actually going with Taylor Walls as a pinch hitter, which, again, the audacity to put Taylor Walls to pinch hit. Not not defensively, not run for someone, but pinch hit for Paredes. Kevin, do you think that in any other market that's not Tampa Bay – Kevin Cash gets away with not answering that question. Why would you take out Isaac mm. Perez for Taylor Walls? I mean, does does Aaron Boone get away with that in New York? Does Martinez in 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 the in, in LA get away with doing that? Does Buckshow Walter get get away with doing that in Queens? Right. I, again. I saw a couple hard questions by Trisha in the locker room and, and good for her because they were also tough because they were with Manny Navarro, the, the, um, um, translator. I'm losing the word. Yes. Um, so I, I applaud Trisha for that, but that specific scenario, how does Kevin cash not get asked that? I didn't see the quote. So if I, if I'm, if I miss it on, on on it uh, i apologize but i didn't read anything about any writer or reporter asking kevin cash why that move was made and i think that's ridiculous that's a good point um it is a different media market compared to a philadelphia new york uh boston um you also only have really one newspaper beat reporter. That's Mark Topkin. And I don't know if he was on a deadline and had to wrap things up and it bypassed him. Everybody else that is in that room, um, I can't speak for Cleveland's point of view, but does everybody else not pretty much work for the team that's, that's in that media scrum or has some sort of connection to the team? It's not like, I mean, I, I don't, I can be honest, I don't watch a lot of, local television stations, but even those local television stations, you don't have very many bulldog hard hitting reporters, Evan Klosky aside, Klosky is great, but it's very, I get the sense of buddy, buddy. And that's my point. Like they have, they have a great relationship. Like you can see that they like each other, the reporter and the player. And that's great for like the, you know, the report and all that. But Again, like you do need to ask the hard when everything is dandy, awesome. I love the relationship and all the jokes and all the fun. That's fantastic. But yeah. when everything is not dandy, when you just scored one run in 24 innings, when the when Kevin Cash is doing things like taking out your guy who could bop one in a game that needs to be bopped, and, yeah. and puts a guy who has just offensive ineptitude in neon letter signs on his forehead. How is that question not asked? You know why part of it is? Because Kevin Cash is likable and gets along with the reporters and is helpful. That is the operative word. If you are helpful 
to a person in the media, usually they will think twice or maybe they just won't be as aggressive in terms of uh, making and asking tough questions or coming out with a bombshell report. It's, it goes back to the relationship point of things. Now, if it's Boston, Philadelphia, New York, uh, markets like that, then it's a different story. Now, also some of it too may be, and again, you, you have so much, not to make this a whole, uh, you know, journalism 101 discussion, but you have so much consolidation that there's not the, you, you don't have media outlets just sending droves of people out there to cover a game. I mean, um, again, Tompkins really the only beat writer. I don't think they sent anybody else out there. Maybe they sent their columnist, John Romano, but there was a time where there would be a lot of people going to a road playoff game or road playoff series. And coincidentally, you also have the Bucks in town and the Lightning are starting up. You have college football Saturday. So there's a lot of other competing, competing entities, if you will. I'm not asking for a 500-word essay, Kevin. I'm asking for Trisha, for Mark Topkin, for Adam Barry, who works for MLB. Uh, and and works for the team, technically. Work. I mean, you, again, that's the thing is, like, where, where's the line of you don't want to – like, that, it's a tough – it's something tough that – it's difficult for Neil Solons, Dave Wills, Andy Freed, Dwayne Stats, Brian Anderson, Doug Wechter to – Ask those really, really tough questions. But they need – I, I understand they're tough. I understand they're tough. But if we're really going to talk about journalism 101, you don't make friends with your sources. You don't make friends with players. You, you can be friendly. But journalism 101 is you need a job to do. And the job is asking the tough questions when they need to be asked. And that question – how is that question not asked? How are you how why are you taking on a 0-0 game taking out the the guy who can win you the game with a swing for a guy that has not batted at all whatsoever this whole season and if the idea is to bunt him why does he only try once in that at bat so you b- took out the guy who had 20 home runs for one attempt at a bunt that yeah, question he- needs to be asked Kevin the other situation too is, I mean, maybe I'm giving the reporters too much quink of that question that that needs to be asked. That's a possibility. From where I'm looking I mean, at, how, it's, uh, it needs to be asked. Did you, you thought it was that obvious of a mental mistake or a decision that would it, be, would it have been one of your top three questions? Or you, say you have two questions. You, you, Right. Everybody's allotted two questions. Is that one of the two questions yeah. that you ask? Okay. A hundred percent. I said on Monday, that was probably the, the biggest Kevin Crash moment of the season, in my view. And everybody else can have their own Kevin Crash uh, moments. We're all out that. My Kevin Crash podium, is that Stu Sternberg? Is that, some, is that Stu trying to answer the, the, the question? Oh, yeah. Stu, um... What is I can't answer that right now. I've, I'm, we're recording a podcast. I'll have to get back with you on that. That's maybe he's maybe he's telling reply. you about Manfred's talk he had or something. Yeah, I look. I, I can't divulge too much here. It's just something that uh, I'm going to have to handle off air. All right, fair enough. Fair right, enough. Stu, so like, I'm, I'm I'm uh, I'm putting on do not disturb. 
Thank you, Stu. He knows we record on Sunday evenings. Um, look, yeah, you, you, I have two questions because I know what the other two questions that everybody's going to have. Uh, does it, does it, does it, uh, how frustrating is it uh, that the season has come to an end like this? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are the bats? Not, like, I, no, what about this in the 10th inning? Tell me what went through your head as a manager. Why are you doing this? Like, that would have definitely been more where I yeah. would have asked my question. And if I had a platform to put green Skittles on where I could be like, oh, you know what's a good question? I, I would put that green Skittles on Bet Online, Kevin. Yeah, Bet Online would be the place to do that because betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about Bet Online because it is where the game starts. Yeah, that that's that would actually be a great uh, topic. You know, which one or two questions would you have asked uh, following uh, you know the exit interview, if you will, for Kevin Cash? One of mine would have been, uh, "Do you think that the front office let you down by not acquiring enough offense at the trade deadline or in the off season?" And two, how much of the chilly conditions were a factor in? Uh, not being able to bring anything together offensively. How uncomfortable were these players in this type of environment? Those probably would have been my two to start off with. Okay. I I already gave you my first question. My second question would have been, if you could do this all over again and go back to September 15th, do you give as much rest to your starting players as much as you did? Or would you do go back and give them a little bit more competitive at bats going into a series where they're going to see really competitive pitching? Yeah. So great question. Somebody needs to, uh, some television station or uh, newspaper, they don't really have those anymore, but the athletic should hire us and uh, to be the, the raised beat writers. That's a thought. Come on, um, no, that's yeah. So, um, all right before, no, but that's a, that's a great topic on your point uh, on, on your part for that. So um, without further ado, I guess uh, instead of just running along here, we'll we'll go through the the reaction of the fan base that we got. So we put out on social media, drop your thoughts following the Rays' uh, exit from the postseason, and we're going to run through. We got about 20, 21 comments that we're going to run through here. So uh, and we're going to give uh, shout outs to all of these. Um, Ty McCann says didn't play complimentary baseball. Couldn't have asked for more of the pitching or the defense. But when you don't score, you can't win. I'm especially disappointed in Yandi, Wander, and Randy. Two for 28 and no run scored or batted in. Need to get a bat this offseason. Um, good point by Ty McCann. Uh, do you think, Ulysses, that the Rays are going to go get a bat that people are thinking about this offseason, either via trade or via free agency? I've I've banged the drum of Michael Brantley since July, yeah. So that that's the one I'm uh, I will I will fight for. Hopefully, I mean, you if you're this front office, you can look at this performance and go like, oh, that was all right. Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah. things just didn't work out our way. Now, 
You you need to. I'm not saying retool the whole lineup, but I'm saying you need a proven guy, yeah. just a proven guy. I know it's not, you know, it's it's apples and oranges. I understand that, but just get my point across. If you're able to get a Charlie Morton for $15 million, if you're able to get a Corey Kluber, two-time Cy Young, yeah, on his maybe uh, on his on his way to retirement, but it still pulls a, a, a pretty yeah. good season. I mean, a, a respectable season. Can you not get a guy like that offensively? I mean, is it yeah. is Jose Abreu too difficult to obtain? I understand. Maybe not he's not at his peak. I get it. But he's a proven guy. There were so many points and at bats and and in places in the lineup and situations in the whole season where we were just like, well, it's the rookies' time. We're just yeah. gonna hope that they turn out okay. No, it's really difficult to be good right away in MLB. It's very difficult. Sometimes it's better to get the 34, 35 year old who can still put up numbers. Yeah, I think it's because. There's a couple things that need to happen. One, Wander Franco needs to develop that power really quickly. Two, you go out and you can sign a guy like Michael Brantley or you get aggressive on the trade market and get a Reese Hoskins, get a Randall Grecia, get a Tony Taters, Anthony Santander. Somebody Christian Walker? Yeah, somebody that has – and this probably goes back to a larger theme of why the Rays haven't been able to win a World Series is – Power's expensive. And when you get to the playoffs, (laughs) you need power. And look where we are at right now. And I don't think that power is not a lot of that power. What's that? It's PTSD. It's PTSD. Raised front office since Pat the Bat, Burl, 09, and then just not working. And then they they waited like nine years until they did Yoshi Sutsuko, maybe even more, 11 years. And then mm-hmm. Yoshi Sutsuko didn't work. They're like, all right, this is – I think they've got the PTSD. They don't want to try like they, Then Nelson Cruz didn't work like they expected. David Peralta didn't work like they expected. So maybe it's there tough. is something there. And, again, um, Tristan Gray, yeah, uh, people can mention him, 33 homers and 21 doubles in AAA. He actually led the International League in home runs. But he's a 4A guy. I'm sorry. 280 on-base percentage, 159 strikeouts in 124 games. Maybe you're counting on Nico Holsizer to develop from Double A really quickly. I think this is, you know, part of the reason. I know it's going to take years and years down the line, but while the why the Rays are altering their mindset a little bit in this most recent draft of going out and getting mm-hmm. Xavier Isaac, because yes, you can draft athletic up the middle types, but there's going to come a day where you're going to need that guy that's got 35, 40 home run potential. And yeah, okay, he's he's only limited to first base or DH. So what? If he can hit, if he can bop, you need somebody like that. You need balance. You need some diversity in your lineup. And Kevin, I understand like guys in AAA, and I'm not going to even mention names just because everybody look at the prospect list and you know who we're talking about. But we're doing the same disservice to them. And creating false expectations yeah. that the race fandom did with Vidal Bruhan, Taylor Walls, and Josh Lowe. Knock it off. Like, let's not look for the savior in triple A, double A. I know Kyle Manzardo. Everybody's like, oh, Kyle Manzardo. Like, my goodness. Like, why are we doing the same thing right. that we did this year? And like, the rookie's going to save us. Like, even Wander Franco, even Wander Franco, who 
can who can potentially be a Hall of Famer played 80 games because of injury. Because of injury, whatever. Yeah. What happened in this small sample size can tell you. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, man. It doesn't matter. So stop building. What's the what's the thing? Stop building castles over molehills, uh, isn't it? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, I think the just of it. Right. Stop looking for the saver in, in the minor league baseball. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. Get a proven bat. I don't care if he's 34 or 35. Get a proven bat. If he's 32, 28, even better. But a proven exactly. guy who's done it for three, four, five years in major league baseball. Let's do it. Come on. Uh, Joe Payne says pathetic. Brian Kim says should have hunted. Zach Dab says we missed Brandon Lau. Yes, you did miss Brandon Lau. I know we can talk about his playoff ineptitude, but the presence of what people uh, is very, very important. Um, Zinger says, honestly, I'm glad it's over. I expect big changes and unfortunately regression. Okay, that's an interesting take. I will say this about um, I wouldn't say I'm glad it's over. I would say that I'm less upset about this year's exit compared to last year's exit because of the 100 win season and because of the expectation. I mean, I I told you last week that I don't expect the Rays to go very far in this postseason. Whereas in 2021, you win 100 games, you you get to the point that you get to, and it's it's very disappointing how that and also the shape and the the framework of what happened in those games, some of the dinks and doinks and bad calls and there there was a lot of that too that that added to um the problems if you will Ex- expectations can can cause problems and not only as a baseball fan but in, in life you know expectations are, are a tricky thing as a human being but i i didn't say this on the pod because i wanted to put out good vibes i wanted to be the good vibe guy especially in right. in that three host uh uh podcast episode that we did on thursday or friday with evan klosky but my man you know how I like to go to the trop. You know how I love October baseball. 2019, mm-hmm. went to the playoffs. 2020, no, but I couldn't. 2021, yep. yes. Do you think I bought tickets for the 2022 ALDS for the trop? No, and, and I also don't think you bought any postseason gear either. No, I did not. Yeah. No, I did not. Which That might I have like, to be a – yeah. That, that, yeah. You just knew that it wasn't the same kind of expectation. Like, we knew – we knew right. it still hurts, but we knew. Yeah, that might have to be a topic one day. At what point do you start buying playoff merchandise? I mean, if you're a, a Mariners <laughs> fan, you probably buy it immediately, no matter now. if they get eliminated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but if you're a team that's made the playoffs so many times over the last 15 years and over the last five years, uh, you you kind of want them. Maybe you wait until okay. Do they if they got to the World Series? Do you buy postseason gear? Do you wait until if they win the World Series? Do you buy postseason gear? Like what's the what's the barometer with that? Um, Noah Worley says, please pay money for someone who can hit consistently. I think that should and could happen this off season. No, it's not going to be Aaron Judge. Uh, <laughs> no, it's probably not going to be JD Martinez. But maybe it's Jock Peterson. Ooh. Maybe it's Brandon Drury. Yeah. Oh, J.D. Martinez, though. I know we need a lefty bat, but damn. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. A guy who can do the thing. A guy. A guy guy. Joshua Garner says, not surprising. Anemic offense was never getting us anywhere. Please, for the love of God, get a bat. Hell, get Meadows back and get him in the better headspace. Something. That was just sad. Uh, John says, need to score. Simple as that. Bruhan gets on. Got to get him to score. 
push, bunt, or something. Uh, Dustin Payne says he's depressed. Jake Stokes says have to get bats this offseason. Pitching is always great, but the near but the need is clearly offense. I'll say this: yes, the pitching is always great and probably most likely will continue to be great. But something that doesn't uh, that needs to get more attention is the fact that uh, bullpen coach Dan Borowski is retiring. And mm-hmm. he was like the pitching whisperer in how he was yeah. able to simplify and dumb things down uh, on directives, on analytics from the front office. So replacing a guy like that is, um, yeah. Now, again, I mean, the Rays, they, they do a great job with personnel. So I'm sure whoever they bring in is going to do really, really good and probably already has a familiarity with the Rays' operations and procedures. But um I don't think that's going to be uh, – that's not going to be an easy replacement. Um, Tyler Moore says, didn't deserve to move forward after that anemic offensive series. Don't have any big bats to be afraid of aside of maybe Randy. Need a lot of things to go right for us to score runs. Hell of a pitching show, though, by our guys on to next year. Arginus Rasad says, no Cy Young Sugar Chain, no ALCS versus Astros. Nada de nada. Uh, Brett says, wow, just wow. Hate saying that. Uh, Phantom893 says, get hitters in the offseason and situational hitting. Here's a question. So we're, we're seeing get bats, get bats continuously. Yeah. Do the Rays just go out and get one veteran bat, or do you think they get multiple veteran bats? Depends. Like get, I mean, you get a Michael what's Brantley the budget here for that? What's the budget here for a bat? Because if, if you're telling me yeah. you're not paying 12 mil for KK, you're not paying 7 mil for, for Mike Zunino, uh, who am I leaving off that? that You're not paying A-plus because I think uh, Kluber had incentives in his deal, so I think it was like innings you or something. You made like 13 million this year. Thank you. So 13. Yeah. So you're saying 13 plus 12, that's 25 plus. And if you take uh, David Peralta off the roster, I would think so that you have, yeah. 32 plus. That's thirty-two plus million dollars. So, could you like in, in you know incentivize somebody that's just looking for a one-year deal? Like, you could uh, and just pay them big AV, or you just go two guys to kind of like hedge your bets. I mean, again, knowing the front office, I would think they would hedge their bets because of injuries and be like, okay, we we might as well just get two guys instead of yeah. one guy uh, for thirty-two mil, but you need a guy, man. I, I, I don't, again, I will, I will, I said this before Jose Abreu. I, I like it. Uh, Michael yeah. Branley. I, I, I know they're, I know they're older guys and people are like, why are you getting old? Because they've done the thing. They've right. done it. Um, who would you rather have Jose Abreu or Michael Brent, uh, Brantley for the complexion of this team? Because of the need of lefty bats, I would get Michael Brandley, and I just like a guy who just can 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 hit the ball consistently. And I think he has a really really shiny walk uh, to strikeout ratio. I don't know his numbers um, perfectly, right. but I believe that he does have a shiny walk to to strikeout ratio. So that, that that would be great. I mean, the power from Jose Abreu is great, but I don't. I think that's definitely been diminished in the last two years or so. Right. Yeah. He didn't have that many home runs this year. If I recall, no, he did not. Um, Randy as Jerry says, I blame Margot for this loss because he's so effing slow with a uh, laughing emoji. Uh, Peter Glasgow says, if you don't score, you don't win. 
Uh, Ricardo Caban says, absolutely crushed. Proud of the pitchers that we have. Absolutely magnificent performance by the whole pitching staff all year. If we are be are if we are to be taken serious, we have to get a big power bat or two. This lineup ain't it. Absolutely abysmal. And then the final comment that we have is from uh, Feeding Frenzy. He says, or she says, or they say, uh, need to move away from platoons and get more consistent playing time in everyday positions. Oh, and a lefty thumper at first base and dangerous bat in the outfield. Yes, going to cost money, but World Series isn't free. Interestingly, the lineup that crapped the bed is the group of overperformers that we were excited about at the start of the year. That's another thing, too. A thumper at first base. G-Man Choi probably is not returning to this roster. I would not think. So if he doesn't return, that opens up several more million dollars. It does. It does. I, I do want to I would do want to take exception with what Feeding Francis said at the end. Interesting, the lineup that crapped the bed is the group of overperformers that were what we were excited about at the start. Who is he talking about overperformers? Is it Randy, the guy who had a 20 home run, 30 steal uh, season? Is it uh, Yandy Diaz, who had a 400 on base percentage? Is it Wander Franco, who was hurt for 50% of the season and still had a pretty decent pretty decent stat line at the end of yeah. the, at the, at the season. So, uh, feeding frenzy. I understand this venting season, but, uh, it, it was also a small sample size of two games. Let's also be real. It's, right. it's just two games. We, we can definitely critique it, but I think that's going a little bit over into the fire. Kevin cash crowd, which we yeah. do not take seriously on this podcast. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is uh, World Series are not free. If you look at teams that win the World Series, whether it's wild card or division winner, usually the World Series winners have a pretty decent-sized payroll. Um, and, like, there, I believe uh, – I don't want to get this wrong, but um, maybe five – somebody, some outlet out there, you know uh, – like a, a fan graphs or a baseball prospectus put together some metric that in order to win a world series, you have to spend this minimum amount. And I don't think the Rays have ever spent that minimum amount. I remember that. I think it was one ten, but I, I'm, I might be, I might yeah. be off. Um, I think the cheapest one on that list was the Kansas city Royals. Possibly. 2015. Who just fired their so. general manager too. Yeah, I'm, I might be off on that. So if you know the answer, again, write it on, on YouTube comment section. And, of course, hit that subscribe button and the like button because it helps us reach other race fans that might not know about the podcast. So that would be cool. Man, yeah. we said it again. It's venting season. Give us all your questions, your voice memos. We're going to be venting this whole week. Postmortem, possibly if we can get Evan Klosky on, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's venting season, and you know what? If we there, if there's more to say, we will carry it on to the next week. Um, obviously, with the Rays being uh, not in the postseason anymore, we probably will have a segment or two on uh, uh, on what's going on in in October yes. in playoffs because we do enjoy baseball as well. So if you know Blake Snell is doing something, I don't know. By the time that this might come out, maybe the Padres are off because they're starting right. their game right now as we're recording. So. We'll, we'll get you uh, all, all caught up on what's going on in October. 
Yes, we will. Thank you again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLP podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. We will talk to you on Wednesday.